Good morning, folks. It's a bit like old times. I, uh, when I used to preach every Sunday, I tended to prepare on a Saturday night. And uh, when Scott rang me, he was down for this morning, and he said, could you do tomorrow? I said, yeah, sure. Um, it's Palm Sunday. I'll bring a palm leaf and hook up a donkey out the front, and we'll all be good. So uh, when I went home and started to pray about it, I just felt really, really tired. So I figured that wasn't the Lord's good idea, so I went to bed. And, uh, but before I went to bed, he just whispered to me, Palm Sunday began in the Jordan. I was like, oh yes. It was like Jesus was fulfilling what John said to him in the Jordan when John said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And Palm Sunday was the execution of that as Jesus rode into Jerusalem to be the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world. And while Palm Sunday is something that we kind of as kids used to wave palm branches around and in the celebration of the church calendar, it's very significant because it's the beginning of what we call Holy Week. When Jesus did ride into Jerusalem and he was coming in as the king and he was proclaimed as that and we'll read this in a moment but he knew in his heart that he was riding into his death and yet he still rode in he rode into his destiny that was proclaimed it was in his father's heart but it was proclaimed by john back in that time in the jordan when john was calling the people to repentance and when we think about those words, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He wasn't saying, behold the Lamb of God who's come to rescue us, the Hebrew nation, from the people around us. He was saying, behold the Lamb of God, the one who's come to be the sacrificial Lamb before the Father for the sin of the whole world. And, and the, the under, underpinning truth in that is something that we often miss. We kind of feel like, well, you know, is my sin fully covered? What about the bad people? But there was no exclusion in that statement and that truth that Jesus came to be the sacrificial lamb to take away the sin of the world. And we fit into that category. The other thing I felt like the Lord wanted me to say this morning is that we need to be careful that we don't think that God had a debit and credit ledger and that Jesus was paying the bill for, for God. Jesus, at the sacrifice, was setting us free from the hold of darkness that we had handed over as humankind in the garden. And it wasn't like God was saying, unless I have a sacrificial lamb, I can't forgive you. Jesus was coming as a sacrificial lamb to destroy the power of sin and death. And that's what he did. And that's why God could then go, now you're back with me. Because Jesus has made it right and stopped the enemy's hold over your life because he's dealt with the power that you handed to the enemy in the garden, humankind. And he has set you free from that to now have this relationship with I've yearned in my heart to have from the beginning. And this is the father's yearning and the son's yearning. And so we haven't had to pay a bill to God Jesus didn't pay a bill to God. What Jesus did was broke the power of the contract that we handed to Satan in the garden and set us free. And so bear that in mind as we look at Palm Sunday today. And the reading that I wanted to start with was... I've got my wrong notes. How's that? 
Maybe I should start with these. John chapter 12. John 12, we'll read that this morning. And we'll go from verse... Verse 12. The next day the great crowd that had come for the feast heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. And the great feast was the Passover feast that the Jews used to come every year to Jerusalem to celebrate where God led them out of Egypt and led them safely and they were all set free. Again, it was freedom that they were celebrating. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus had found a young donkey and sat upon it, as it is written. Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, riding on a donkey's colt. Different of the uh, historical recordings, tease that out some more and give us more background to it. But I don't feel like the Lord wants us to have a, a lesson on Palm Sunday today. So I'll leave you to do your own history research on all the bits that go up to make the story of Palm Sunday. At first his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realise that these things had been written about him and that they had, and they had done these things to him. And what the disciples missed, as well as everybody else, was these words were first declared by the prophet Zechariah 500 years earlier, saying that these words would be proclaimed as Jesus rode into Jerusalem. The disciples didn't even get it, and they'd been with him for some time. Now the crowd that was with him, when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead, continued to spread the word. Many people, because they'd heard that he had given this miraculous sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look, at the whole world has gone after him. Jesus riding into Jerusalem was not long after he'd raised Lazarus from the dead. And there was this murmuring that became a roar within the people of this is, there's something special happening here. And then as he came into Jerusalem on the donkey, the crowds <coughs> proclaimed, here he comes, the king has come, the king is coming. This declaration that Jesus is the king was another thing that they made without even realising what they were saying and doing. There was this overall change happening in the atmosphere. There was a tradition that we have built around Palm Sunday and, uh, but I think the key takeaways for today is that if we look at what Zechariah said and what was recorded here, <clears throat> these are the words that the Lord said to me he wanted us not to miss. Your king is coming to you. On Palm Sunday, the people declared it. It hasn't changed. This is Palm Sunday. Your king is coming to you. What an amazing thing. The king is coming. Righteousness and salvation comes with him. The king comes to us afresh today. The people were calling out, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. 
the, the story in the people's hearts was set us free. They wanted freedom. They understood that Jesus was coming to set them free. That was the picture in their head. But they were talking about political freedom, physical freedom, earthly freedom. But what Jesus was coming to do was to totally untangle the power hold of the darkness over the world and set us free into a new way of living with God. That's what Palm Sunday is, is wanting, I believe, the Lord wanting us to have to hold on to today. It's this, uh, this is the inauguration of the Holy Week when Jesus came. And if you read the Gospels, there's a lot happened in these next few days in history where Jesus came and he established that he had authority and he declared who he was, even though people didn't understand it. Pilate declared it at the crucifixion. This is the king of the Jews, even though the, the Jewish people, the leaders didn't want that said. He said, what I've written, I've written. Jesus was, is, and always will be the king of the Jews, but he's also the king of the whole earth now. And we are caught up in that. And so Jesus came to be the Passover lamb. The Passover lamb, of course, was the one who was sacrificed whose blood was put over the doorposts in Egypt and when the spirit of death came and saw the blood over the door, passed by that place. And so the, the, the sacrifice of Jesus was to deal with the spirit of death and to set us free from that. And he did. And not only did he break the power of, the, 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 the power of death, he broke the power of sin and death. And that was what happened at Easter weekend. The other thing that I think we need to not miss, that it's completely done. It's completely done. There's nothing that we need to add to what Jesus has done. The church, I believe, has been in many ways guilty of loading upon us as Christians we've done it to ourselves, that we need to add to what Jesus has done to be okay with God. We do not. Nowhere in, nowhere in the scripture does it say that. So it's all done. But not only is it all done, it's all done for all men forever. And so the people that aren't here today that don't yet know Jesus, it's been done for them too. And the heart of Jesus when he was resurrected and beyond that time his, his heart was for the people that don't know that. It still is. So when we reflect on Palm Sunday, it's this commitment of Jesus riding to his death because he wanted the whole world to be free to have a relationship with the Father again. We're in that whole world. We're blessed. Many aren't. And it's the Father's ache that the others would know. How will they know? They will know because we will be the disciples of Jesus. We will be the ones that go out and share the relationship that we have with Jesus. That's a relationship that he initiated. He, as the king, came to us. We didn't go to him. We didn't know where to go. He found us. He's found you and me. He's found us in the middle of our lives before we understood who he was all about. And as we come to Jesus and we discover that it's a complete love relationship, it is an unconditional love relationship initiated by the Father and Jesus towards us, what do we bring? We just bring thanksgiving. Wow, God, you're good to me. And that is the, that is the, 
the, the expression of our heart's response to the heart of God. Our personal reflection upon that should lead us to awesome thankfulness. I trust it does in your heart. Because God's love story lives on. The passion and the fire in God's heart that he had and Jesus had as he rode into Jerusalem has not subsided. The passion and the fire that was in the Father's heart and Jesus' heart as he rode into Jerusalem is for us today, is for you and for me. There's a passion there, there's a fire there, there's a desire there for them, all of us that we can be caught up into that and that we can then respond to that and we can spread that. It's not toned down because it's 2,000 years ago. It's not toned down towards us because God already has this communion with us. If anything, he's cranked it up because he's got, yes, let's do this. Let's be together forever. Jesus prayed it in, in, the, in, the, in the garden before he went to be with the Father. And he, he cried out and he said, Father, let them know what we've got, this love that we have for one another. Let them be in the mix with us. John 17 records it beautifully. And so the king has come to you today, again, I believe. The message from the Lord for me to bring this morning to you is that the king has come to you and to me again today. He's ridden in to our hearts, if we'll open them up. He's ridden in with a peace offering. He came on a donkey. He came as a king of peace. Yes, there will be peace in the world, but the peace that he brought was the peace for your heart and my heart. And so that peace is what is on offer today. And what an offer in a climate where everything around us is wanting to tear us apart. Everything around us is telling us to be fearful. Everything around us is saying the world and the brokenness of the world has got us captive. It does not have us captive. It wants to cause us to think we are captive, but we are not. We are free in Jesus Christ. That doesn't mean we don't obey the laws of the land, but what it means is we can obey them, but we can still know the freedom in our hearts and lives that is on the Father's heart for us to have. His heart is open his heart is ready to embrace us with the more of who he is for us. One of the things the Lord's been saying just in recent days is the problem that many of us have is that we want to have a Jesus and relationship with the Father. That Jesus and what we need is how we relate to the Father and how we relate to Jesus. We need to try to deal with that. And so we don't need Jesus and, we just need Jesus. And he'll take care of the rest. But sometimes we get caught up with the idea that we have to negotiate a whole life plan with God and lay it all out and have it all agreed before we take a step. That's not true. Jesus said, walk with me. Come with me. I've got a yoke for you that's not heavy. I've got a yoke for the, you that is humble. And it's humble of heart. Let me be the navigator for you by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're being reminded of that today, this offer of freedom that is complete. God wants to have us in his love bubble. 
you know, in this time we talk about bubbles for this and bubbles for that and are you in this bubble and you're in a safe bubble? Well, the safest bubble I know is the bubble of God's love for you and for me. And it's not, once, once we open the door, he's come to us and said, I'm here, come on in. And as we enter into that relationship, we come into this full-blown freedom. It, I, I don't think we get that. I really, I mean, I'm, I'm getting on in years and it's taken me a lot of years and most of you are probably a lot smarter than I am at working things out quicker. But it's taken me a long time to get to that place of knowing that this love of God is so complete and absolute for me. No matter what dumb stuff I do. Jesus has covered the dumb stuff. The Holy Spirit's come to help me to not do too much more dumb stuff. But if I do dumb stuff, Jesus has got that sorted. All the Father's worried about is, David, can our hearts just sing together? And I just want to make his heart sing. And his invitation is, Jesus has come and said, I'm in charge of everything now and I just want to make it so easy for you and the Father to have this relationship. Just come on in. What have I got to do, Lord? Just come on in. I'm the king and I've come to you. Come on in. How cool is that? Siri doesn't understand that. Just told me. I'm glad that you do and I'm glad that I do. The king has come to set us free. So on this Palm Sunday, Jesus knew the cost of our freedom. He paid for it, the innocent for the guilty. He comes to us today with a peace offering and total freedom. How cool is that? Palm Sunday, the start of Holy Week, when if we read the scriptures this week, we'll see all the things that Jesus did in that day. And if you read the parables and you see and read the stories behind them, you'll see that he was setting things in place knowing he was going to his death. The reason he did that? Because he saw you and I the other side of that. He saw that we were going to benefit from his actions for our freedom. I just can't get past this word freedom. It's so much what God has for us. The freedom from all the power of the broken world as it's become under the power of Satan. Jesus is not bowed in any way or bound in any way to the broken world and its ways. He's established the open door into the heart of the Father where he's invited us to come. He's gone ahead to prepare a place for us, he said. And he's prepared a place for us in the Father's heart. We don't have to wait until we're finished on this earth in this form to enter into that place of abode that the Father has for us. He welcomes us in today. You haven't got to jump on a donkey you haven't got to run up the hill to Jerusalem. Right here, right now, it's important that we know the truth of this offer of the King who's come to us today. And the other thing is, I believe the Lord's saying, is that we need to reflect on this daily. Because living in a world that wants to tell us all the things that are wrong with us and the things that are wrong around about us, we can easily lose hold of the truth of this freedom that's right for you and me. Freedom is the promise of God because of the actions of Jesus. We just enter in. The invitation today is embrace that afresh. Take it into your heart. Take it into your soul. Know the truth of that. So you will be free. Free indeed in Jesus Christ. Let's stand.
Oh, thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that there is nothing for us to do but to say yes. And this morning, Lord, we say yes to your offer of freedom and wholeness that is ours, available in and through what you have done, Jesus. Thank you that you didn't hesitate. You saw what was ahead and you rode into Jerusalem, Lord, determined to see through the action that was necessary for our freedom from the hold of darkness over our lives and over the lives of everyone in the whole world. Lord, we bless you for your persistence and your focus on the Father and us. Help us, Lord, today to embrace what you bring and that we would not be among those who would treat it lightly and dismiss it but, Lord, that we would allow what you've done to soak in. Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord, that our hearts and your heart and the Father's heart might just be so much one. Lord, that we can then spread your love abroad. You are the good news, Jesus. Thank you for that. And I pray now, Holy Spirit, that you would bring a fresh revelation to each one of us today of the power, of the love of the Father and Jesus and that we would know deep within us that this is a new day, that every day is a new day where you rule and reign, Jesus, and we say yes to your rule and reign. We embrace that and we want to share that, Lord. Give us what we need to do it, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. I felt like the Lord wanted to offer an opportunity to just say yes afresh today to the invitation of the King who's come for you. And if there's, if there's one thing that's important is that we say yes to that. And if you wish to, we're wrapping it up now, but if you want to just, as an indication of your heart response to the love of Jesus that we saw there and we see and we know, if you just want to come out to the front and take a couple of minutes to say, thank you, Jesus, that's, that would be good. I bless you. I release you in the name of the Lord. I bless you to have an awesome time with the Lord this week as you reflect upon what he has done as the king come to us. God bless you. Amen.